Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we're going to talk about your finances and how that relates to your health. Joining me today is Lou Skatigna. He is the financial physician. So welcome to the show, Lou. Heather, great to be with you. Thanks. I love your title, the financial physician. Because I think it is important for us to think about our money and our finances in the same way we might want to think about our own personal health. So how do you explain that to someone about why it's important that you think about your money and how you spend it the same way you do about your health? Before we start on that, I want to tell you a funny story about the title of my uh, show. 25 years ago, I was starting my radio show here in New Jersey. And originally, it was going to be called Money and Sense, similar to the title of your show with an S, uh, E-N-C. And uh, that was the title of a show I had done with uh, a friend of mine. Uh, It was a local cable television show. And we had shut it down a couple of years prior. And about four days before the radio show started, he told me he wanted to reclaim the title of the show and he didn't want me to use it. Uh, So I had to come up with a name pretty quickly. And the way I did it, I was sitting in a gas station and saying, okay, now what do I do? And it just popped in my head, the financial physician, uh, money doctor, because I like to use analogies to physical health with financial health. Like I say, credit cards are cancer to the financial body, Mm -hmm. to give you an analogy. So it popped in my head. It was divine intervention. It became my brand. I've been using it for 25 years. It's the title of my book, my website, my podcast now. Thank God it happened because I I love the title and uh, it's a brand now. Well, I love what you just said about credit cards being the cancer of your body, your financial health, because I don't use credit cards. And I have believed that for a long time when I was using credit cards. Yeah, I tried to pay the entire balance off at the end of the month, but sometimes that didn't happen. And then I just kept piling on more money and then I could pay off less and less of it. And you just like spiral into debt. And that's where the average American family is right now. I mean, uh, credit card debt is over a trillion dollars right now, a record high. At the same time, you have record high interest rates. Uh, You have inflation. So many American families now are forced uh, to use credit uh, just to put groceries on the table or fill their car. So we have a a pretty serious situation in America right now uh, with credit cards, with debt in general. and, And it's really a sad situation. And I don't see it improving anytime soon. Yeah. I am curious, though, since you talk about being a financial physician, I know when I haven't had enough greens. Maybe I had a bag of chips or something, and so my body is a little bit bloated because I have too much salt. So I'm like, oh, okay, I need to go eat some more vegetables. How do you know what is healthy for you money-wise? Well, the first thing you do, you got to take a test. And, and, and a good time to take a test is the beginning of the year. We all have financial resolutions right now. And one of the tests you take is just a very simple form, a, a net worth statement. Very few people do this. You know, what am I worth? Uh, on a, you know, it's easy to do. On the left-hand side of the paper, you list all your assets, the value of your IRAs, your 401ks, your home, your savings, your car. And on the left side, you list all your different debts. Your credit cards, your house mortgage, your car payments. You subtract the debt from the assets and that's your net worth. So that tells you right away, especially if you do it every year, you look year over year over year, how's my financial health? Is it going up? Is it going down? Uh, Very important thing to do. So there's ways of of not just feeling it, it's a way of seeing it uh, on paper in black and white. And that's how you know you're, you're financially ill or you're getting better, you're getting worse. 
by just finding out what you're worth and, and where your money is and how it's performing. Uh, and too many people let finance happen to them. They don't take control. It's kind of like going to the gym, right? Uh, right. Health-wise. You have to go to the financial gym and you have to be engaged and you have to be serious about it. Uh, and you will have some setbacks. Uh, but if you're diligent, you could become financially healthy. It may take some discipline. It may take some work. It may take some time. Uh, but you have to at least be engaged and understand uh, where you are, what your symptoms are, uh, and what you need to do to improve it. I think that idea of, yes, you're going to have some setbacks is important for people to understand. You're not going to be perfect the first time. And that equates to, as you said, going to the gym. Like if I haven't been to the gym for a long time and I get in there, I'm like, okay, I'm going for it. I'm going to do all these reps. And then the next day I can't walk or move. I'm like, well, I'm never going back to the gym because I overextended myself. I didn't take the small steps that you need to take or look at in order to do this wisely and healthily. Or you say, look, I'm too overweight. No matter what I do, I'm not going to get in shape. So why do anything? That's just, you know, being a, being a negative, being pessimistic about it. Uh, but just like regular health, financial health is done one step at a time, uh, one day at a time. Uh, now people make resolutions it's the new years and uh you should make financial resolutions too that i want to say i want to save six thousand dollars this year you can't just say i want to save money this year you have to be specific i want to save six thousand dollars this year and the way i'm going to do it is i'm going to save five hundred dollars a month and i'm going to cut out these expenses to be able to do it right so so there's a plan it's almost like a workout plan that hey look i have a problem right now this is what it is these are, the, these are the steps that I'm going to take to make it better. What advice do you have for people who think they can't cut anything out? I mean, some people think they're already at their bare minimum of expenses. I've never seen that ever in my 40-year career. Uh, there's always places. And I tell, I tell people the best thing to do for your budget to understand where your money goes. You know, people come to me. I've been a certified financial planner for 35 years. Uh, so when I sit down with, with a, right now I'm sitting down a lot with, you know, people are pre-retirement. They say they're mid fifties and they say, Lou, it's time for me to do retirement planning. I say, well, you're probably two or three decades late on that. Uh, and they say, look, I make, you know, we make pretty good money, uh, but we just can't save anything. And I say, well, let's find out where your money goes. Now, and I, I'm not just talking to your fixed expenses, all your money goes, uh, and the way to do that is to carry around uh, a little spiral pad, put it in your back pocket or in your pocketbook, and every time you spend a dime, you write it down. Because many of us have no idea where our money goes. Sure, we know we have a car payment. We know we have a mortgage payment. But what about those Starbucks coffees we buy every morning? Mm -hmm. What about going out to breakfast or going out to lunch? Uh, uh, how about that money, that cash that comes out of the ATM machine? Do you... Do you uh, account for where it goes? No. So it's by looking at where you spend money every single day. And I find a lot of people who can't spend money uh, have a problem with physical health as well because they have vices. Uh, oh, you smoke two packs of cigarettes a day. How much does that cost you? Okay. I know someone very close to me, a husband and wife. They each smoke two packs of cigarettes a day and they, they drink a six pack of beer a day each. Oh, do the math on that, and no wonder why you can't save any money. So uh, you find got to find the symptoms. You got to find out where the money goes. There's always a place to cut. 
Uh, you play golf uh, four, four weekends a month, we'll make it three weekends or two. So it's just a matter of finding out where you spend your money and making the proper sacrifices to get financially healthy. This is a good place to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about having those discussions with your significant other about where you can save, especially if you have one that really has a vice and how do you take up that discussion. So we'll be right back with Lou Scatigna. He is the financial physician. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show. If it affects your life in any way, money-wise, we're talking about it. Today, we are talking about treating your money like you do your body. And sometimes that's good, and sometimes that's bad. Joining me today is Lou Scatigna. He is the financial physician. Lou, we were talking in that last segment, figuring out where you can cut costs. And one of the things you mentioned, actually, was like if you're a golfer. Now, my parents took care of that by moving to a golf course. They actually live on a golf course, so they get a break on their fees. But I'm pretty sure the house costs more than just the same house somewhere else, not on a golf course. Yeah, living on a golf course is not the most frugal uh, <laughs> adventure that you can make. Just cutting down one or two rounds a month probably would save you uh, a lot more than living on a golf course and getting a discount. Okay. So, what if we do have that partner? Let's say my husband and I, we've both decided that, okay, this is the year we've made that resolution. We need to start saving money. And we start looking at our where we're spending our money. And I've got the partner, or maybe it's even me, that needs that Starbucks every single day. And Lou, I cannot live without it. How do you convince somebody where they should be cutting back? I'd say, okay, you can't live without it. You can keep it. But offset that with the cut somewhere else. You have to prioritize things, right? If coffee is a priority to you and the Starbucks coffee is a priority, uh, that's fine. Uh, but find somewhere else in your life to cut to make up the difference. Now, in my book, I have a chapter. It's called um, The Reason Why People Fail Financially. I have 20 symptoms, so to speak, in my prescription to fix it and everything else. Uh, and one of the most important chapters is lack of spousal teamwork is the reason why many families fail financially because one spouse either runs the show uh controls all the money controls the investments and the other spouse is totally disattached to it um uh, uh or they bang heads you know one's aggressive in the market the other one's conservative uh, and and just like you laid out one has a vice the other one doesn't so it's very important to have and i tell people and i try to do that with my wife every month and it's hard because she doesn't want to have anything to do with it because well, you're the certified financial planner. You're the financial physician. I, you take care of it. But what happens if I drop dead next week yeah. uh, and you have to do it? You know, So uh, I say have a, a, a monthly meeting. Go over every bill. Pay it together. Think about how you can get that bill down. It could be something as simple as the electric bill. All right. Let's make sure we keep uh, the electric heat down a little bit more. Let's make sure the lights are off. You know, We don't leave lights on. You know, the things that you can do to lower your electric bill. And if you do it together, you're both accountable for it. But if you don't have that meeting and you don't set that goal together, one spouse is going to put the kibosh on it either way. Yeah. So you have to have real discussions. And we know that many marriages end because of financial issues. But a lot of it has to do with lack of financial communication. Uh, and it's very important that uh, as a husband and wife or as a partnership uh, that you discuss finances on a regular basis and not in a contentious way. Uh, and you do it in a way where it's quiet, the kids are in bed, uh, you're on a kitchen table, 
and you look at the investments together, you, you see how they're performing, you look at uh, how much we're putting in our IRA and 401k, can we do better on that? Uh, and you have that financial meeting. Very few families have that, and I think uh, families would be much more successful financially if they did that each and every month. How did you get your wife to the table to do this? Because my mother is the exact same way as your wife in that my dad tried. I mean, he has tried for 50 years. We, you need to understand where our money goes, what our accounts are, because he's. I'm going to go first. And she just, even when he tries to describe to her, she's looking the other way. She's humming. She's, you know, twiddling her thumb. She is not paying attention. So how did you get your wife to the table for these monthly meetings? I can't say I'm very successful at it either. Um, <laughs> I've been able to do it less than monthly. We just did it recently, at least year end. I want to make sure she knows what our net worth is, uh, what our income was for uh, uh, the year. My wife has been a stay-at-home mom her whole career, so so she never really had a job. So I'm the one who earned all the money, and of course I pay. I do the taxes. I'm I'm an accountant as well. Uh, I invest the money, but I really would like her to participate in it, and she really has really very little interest in it. But as a a 40-year financial advisor, I will tell you, most of the time the husband's going to go first. Now. Uh, and, and, the, and the surviving spouse, the wife, in many cases, uh, is left uh, to um, the wolf, so to speak, mm-hmm. because people don't take advantage of her. She doesn't know any better. Uh, some advisor is going to push some product on her because he's going to make a big fat commission. And she's going to think he knows what he's doing. I don't. Uh, and I see that quite often in my practice as well. But I'll tell you, there's a really cool development um, that's happening now. You know, being in the in the financial services business for forty years, um, I've seen it all. But you know, the first twenty years was different than the second twenty years, because culture changes. Uh, in the first twenty years, it was always the man who handled the money. Right. Uh, now we're seeing more and more women be the lead financial person in the family, and I think that's a good development because I think women are better at it. I think women are more disciplined at it. Uh, women tend to be a little bit more conservative than men do. Men t- tend to be a little bit more aggressive, right? So, but still you want teamwork. You don't want the woman to do it all and you don't want the man to do it all. But you have to have minimal involvement. And, and I insist with my wife that we have minimal involvement because we don't know, if we don't sit down and go through our finances, I don't know if I could take you to Europe for a vacation this summer. And I'm not going to book that trip until you and I come to the conclusion that we can do it. Ooh, so that's of, one way to entice uh, a the elected spouse. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and it worked pretty good. I just recently helped my mother freeze all of her credit through the credit bureaus. We froze her finances there because we had a, a relative who's been kind of sniffing around and she's one of those that has already been proven to try to take money from others. So I'm like, we're going to block you so that nobody can open up an account in your name. That was great advice. I mean, I, I, I froze my credit. I think everybody should freeze their credit. You could always unfreeze it if mm-hmm. you need a loan. Uh, in these days of uh, identity theft, uh, and now with artificial intelligence, it's becoming even easier um, mm-hmm. uh, for these scams to, to, to play themselves out. So, yeah, I mean, why not do it? Uh, if you've met anybody or if you've experienced yourself uh, identity theft, it is a night mare uh and it takes a long time to fix uh, uh it's dreadful 
And if you could do something simple as just freeze your credit, nobody could take out a loan. It's that simple. Nobody can get a credit report on you. Uh, and uh, that's something I think anybody listening to us today should do tomorrow. Uh, it's an easy thing to do, and it's an easy thing to undo. Why everybody doesn't do it, I don't know. And you need to do it with all three credit bureaus. All three. Ex- Experian, TransUnion. Equifax. You need to do it with all three, but it literally took me, I don't know, five or six minutes per to do with my mother. I mean, she had to feed me a lot of her information, but it was pretty easy to do. And I did it on myself like 15 years ago. Yeah, it's a great thing to do. And uh, it's just peace of mind to know that you don't have to worry about that aspect of your financial life. Yeah. We need to take one more break. When we come back, we will wrap things up and get a few more tips of that we might need to know about to keep your finances in as healthy a state as you hopefully are keeping your body. So we'll be right back with Lou Scatigna, the financial physician. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, it is about how your finances should be treated the same way as your health. Joining me is Lou Scatigna. He is the financial physician. Lou, what are some tips you would give people? I know at the first segment you talked about this is the time of year people are making resolutions and you need to sit down and check your budget. But what are some other tips you can give people? Number one, understand your tax situation. Uh, You know, it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Uh, uh, and as a tax accountant, I find when a new client comes to me, uh, they're doing a lot of things wrong from a tax perspective. Uh, and every dollar that you give the federal government is a dollar that's not there for your retirement. So there's things you could take advantage of and a good financial planner and accountant can make sure that you're taking advantage of tax deferred investments, tax uh, deductible things that in your life to do. So uh, make sure your tax situation is proper. Number one, understand now the effects of inflation in your life. Uh, You know, inflation was relatively dormant for quite a long time, going all the way back to about 1980. Uh, But many of us have experienced significant inflation the last few years. And inflation is cyclical. It's not going away. I mean, it's not going to be here for a year or two and go away. Uh, And we could spend hours talking about the reason why. We could delve deep into the dollar and stuff like that. But understand inflation and the effect it has on investments. I mean, if you're earning, you know, one and a half to two percent in the bank and inflation's running at seven percent, you're losing money every Mm -hmm. single year. You know, you're going broke safely. That's a term I coined a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, And uh, so you can't be too conservative. And then again, you can't be too aggressive and understand the financial risk you have. Too many people have no idea what their exposure is to equity markets, markets. and until I go through their investments and say, do you realize that you're 85% in the stock market? Well, I never knew that. Well, you have to understand that the word growth fund means stocks. And a lot of people don't understand that. So their 401ks are way overexposed. And in 2022, many people woke up to the fact that they, way, they had way too much risk, especially as you're getting closer to retirement or if you're in retirement. So understand the risk in your financial life and understand that. Also, there's a balance. You know, money is a good thing. Uh, if used properly, uh, there's nothing wrong with spending money. You can't take it with you when you die. You just got to make sure that you do it prudently and you have a balance in your life. You enjoy your money, but you also make sure that you're managing your money for a proper future. People have no idea the financial risk they have in their 401ks. They, they really are ignorant to it because when I ask them, what's your asset allocation? They look at me like a deer in the headlights. They have no idea. 
where can people find you? Well, I guess, first of all, I should ask, are you able to help clients from outside the state that you're in? Yes, we have clients all across the country. Um, uh, the name of my firm, which I founded 36 years ago, is AFM Investments. Uh, AFMinvestments.net is our website. But most people know me from my podcast, The Financial Physician. The podcast is uploaded on Sunday mornings, 7 a.m. Eastern time. It's a two-hour podcast covering money, markets, personal finance, politics. Uh, it's quite an eclectic mix because they all go together. Uh, and you can uh, see my podcast and find out a lot more about me at thefinancialphysician.com. At thefinancialphysician.com. Okay, hopefully yes. people will go there. Anything else you want uh, our listeners to know about or that's important? Just realize that your financial health is just as important as your physical health. And uh, you want to keep both of them at the, the most optimal health that you could have them. And that means you have to engage with both of them. Many of us let our physical health go and many of us let our financial health go. Uh, going into a new year. And we have a lot of challenging times ahead of us. Make sure you're fully engaged in your personal finance. All right. Thank you so much, Lou Skatigna. Again, you are the financial physician. And at least I will be checking out your podcast to get more help. Heather, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Thanks for listening. You can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com. That's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com. And because this is Money Making Sense, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll never miss another episode. Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media. Money Making Sense on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.